Hey y'all, welcome to and what? Y'all, we still in this. We still here. Okay? We are still kicking. We're still pressing. We're still podcasting. This is episode 8 of and what I gotta say. Can I just toot my own horn just for a second here because... I'm so proud of myself. Eight whole episodes. I wanted to give up about episode three. That's including the trailer. But here we are. And I just want to thank God for a spirit of consistency and commitment and the spirit of the Lord. So just praise break right there for a second. Praise the Lord. All right, y'all. Now, this is the third time. Yet again, that I'm recording episode eight, but it's okay though because we gonna talk about we gonna talk about prayer. We gonna talk about prayer because I was thinking on my way home. I was like, dang! In the mornings when I wake up, like I purpose in my mind going to sleep that I'm going to wake up early enough in the morning to pray, read the verse of the day, meditate on it. And listen to like instrumental worship music just to just to you know just something to refresh my spirit you know just a little just a little jolt you know and this morning I just couldn't get up and I was just so tired and it's just like dang like if there's one thing that I feel like the enemy fights me the most on I have to say it's prayer it really is and I was thinking about that on my way home today from work. I was like, why is that so significant for him? Because whenever there's opposition, whenever there's hesitation or resistance for me to do something, I'm like, oh, this is the devil. Like, it's clear to me that it's the devil because there's a reason why you don't want me to do it. And I was just thinking and thinking, like, why doesn't he want us to pray? And the Holy Spirit dropped on me. Is because prayer is our weapon. Literally is. And I feel like a lot of the times are, I know for me, I used to think prayer was like, like a checking in thing. Like, hey God, me, just making sure I'm still on your roster. Just making sure I'm still on your list. Uh, hey, how you feeling? Cool. But it wasn't as important to me as I realized that it is now. Like, prayers literally, obviously, we know this. We've learned this, like, communication with God. But the part of it is that in communicating with him, in prayer, we learn who he is. And I feel like for me, for the longest time in my relationship with God... I didn't really have a relationship with him where I knew who he was. And I'm not saying I completely know God. Uh-uh. Because sometimes you'll get to a point where you think you know the way God moves and then he'll do something else. And then it's just like, oh, never mind. I thought I knew you, but I don't. Which is good, you know, always revealing the different sides of him. Like, you know, one season of my life, he revealed himself as a provider. 
when I didn't have a job and I didn't have a car. Another season of my life, he revealed himself as the ultimate comforter, my prince of peace. And so it's just prayer literally teaches, has literally taught me um, who God is. Like God is so much more than this imaginative person who sits up in the sky and governs and tells us what we can and can't do like he's an essence of being and communicating with him is how you know he teaches us who he is and that's with everybody like imagine if you're in a relationship with somebody and y'all never communicate how are you supposed to know what that person likes how are you supposed to know what they don't like how are you supposed to know like what their character is their attitude how are you supposed to know just the basic of the basic things about them like communication is how we learn who God is and it's so important that we know who God is because Learning who God is is where we find our own identity. And listen, identity is something I feel like I have been struggling with for the longest of times. And I feel like I'm finally in a place where I'm just starting to figure out who I'm not. Like, I thought I was nice and I'm not really nice. Like, I thought I was all these things, like, responsible and, and I'm I'm not. Like, I'm really not. But anyway, like, I'm learning who I am and I'm learning who I'm not and you can't really know who you are if you don't know God like he's he's our creator he he created us literally the way that we are in our minds and our thought processes and and how we see the world how we view things like he is our ultimate creator and how he's supposed to it's like okay I hate putting furniture together because it just it just takes forever and it's just I just feel like furniture is one of those things that it should be a requirement that they come already assembled like I feel like you can put an assembled bed in a box I don't understand why companies don't do that it's doable get a bigger box anyway nobody asked me but it's like some people you have some people who when they're putting furniture together they want to just have all of the pieces and just start trying to fit them in what goes where and basically guessing but then it's not until it's assembled quote-unquote and then you sit down on the chair and then it it like breaks because you didn't go back and look at the instructions that were given to you to help you effectively and efficiently put this chair together and that's kind of that's us like we're furniture and in this thing of life like we're being we're trying to assemble ourselves and put ourselves together and figure out what we're supposed to do with our own life and it's just like when are you going to consult the creator like the fact that God created you means that there's a reason there's a purpose that you serve like the person who crafted the chair knew in their mind before they created it before it manifested what the purpose of this wood was going to serve it was going to be a chair for someone to sit on and God has done that with our own lives like we're not just here 
haphazardly. We're not just here to be here. Like, we all have a purpose. Like, there's something that God has invested in us. And if we never communicate with God and learn who he is, then where do, where do we then give him the time to reveal his desire and his will and his purpose for us? And that's why I believe prayer goes beyond simply making your request known to God. Like he's not, he's not a genie. He's not Santa Claus. He's not like, all right, let me give you a list of everything that I want. And then I'm going to also give you the time frame for when I need it. And then that's cool. Like that's it. And that's, that's, that's not like what I feel like it's supposed to be. And I feel like the reason why the enemy attacks us so much in prayer, like, like, think about it, like you'll set a time in the day. All right, I'm going to pray at this time. And as soon as that time comes, it's like, dang, I'm tired. Or so many other things pop up. Nobody hits your line the whole day. And at the end of the day, when it's time to pray, everybody and their mama want to call you. That's the devil. Okay, that ain't nothing but the devil. That's not your boo. That's the devil. I said what I said. But anyway, like, prayer, communication with God, learning who God is, and then, then learning who we are that's how we build our relationship with him like communication is a big thing for me like in in the relationship that I'm in like if you're not talking to me for long periods of time there will come a point where I'm just like I guess we ain't cool no more I guess we're not friends I guess we don't have a we we have a like like a like an issue like a problem and obviously I need to work on that because that's but my point is like without communication if a relationship with another human being can't survive without communication why do we think that our relationship with God can oh but God knows my thoughts God knows my heart okay but there's no effort in that there's no you showing that you want to be a part of that relationship like it's like me saying oh I know they know that I love them but but when have you showed them that you love them through a phone call or through a text or whatever it may be like I feel like we really I know for me like if I'm being honest there have been times where I have really just noticed how poorly I treat the Lord and the more and more I think about it, the more and more I understand truly what he means by his grace and his mercy. Because I'd be ready to cut folks off when communication ends. I really do. like, Because I, I don't feel like there's a point in the relationship anymore. If we can't communicate, like you, you don't know me. Like You don't know my struggles. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what, what I've accomplished. Like You don't. You don't know how I've how I've changed, how I've grown um, when you're not staying in communication with me. And yes, God knows us. Yes, he created us. But it's the fact that when I take out of my busy, quote unquote, schedule to talk to God and not only to just talk to him, but to invite him in the things that I want to do 
feel like that shows effort because if you think about it like God doesn't force us to 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 have a relationship with him like he he doesn't force us to love him he gives us that choice to decide okay I do want to to pray I do want to spend time in my word I do want to go to church and get fed spiritually or just listen to sermons online I do want to to have you you know reveal yourself to me and reveal um those areas in me that aren't like you and to mend those broken areas and uproot those things that are hindering me from from purpose like it just shows your your effort your willingness your desire and isn't that like what we want don't we all want to be wanted by choice like, I don't want to be in any type of relationship where they feel forced. Like, if you feel forced to be in any type of relationship with me, go and leave. Because that's not genuine love. Like, I don't want forced love. I don't want obligated love. You you love me because you feel obligated to? No, that's not love. That's not, that's an obligation. And if you're at a point where you feel like you're obligated to hit me up, where you're obligated spend time with me where it becomes something that's a chore and it's something that's a task for you it's not something that you just want to do then maybe baby the relationship is over but I feel like that's how God is like he wants us to have the desire the yearning the hunger the thirstiness the longing that's why the Bible says be like a tree planted by by the river of by the living what is it be like a y'all know what it is be like a tree planted by somebody or water okay and that's really a great depiction of how you know when that tree is planted there it one has an everlasting source like it never has to go outside of itself to get what it needs because it's already provided that's a word it's already provided God has already provided everything that it needs in the environment that it's in. And that's the thing, like, God has already given you everything that you need for where you are in your life. God has given you everything that you need for who you currently are in your life. And I think a lot of the times why we we don't even want to pursue a relationship with God is because we're trying to find in ourself our purpose and find in other things what our purpose is but it's just like you the only person who can tell you why you're here the only person who can is God no one else can answer for you the question of why am I here why am I alive why was I created what is my purpose the only person that can answer that is God and if you don't take the time to learn him to know him to grow in him I don't feel like you'll ever really get that answer and once we get that answer once we know why we were created once we know what our purpose is once we know you know the the solutions we were created to to have answers for the problems we were created to solve once we know that we're a weapon for the kingdom of God. Once you know who you are, 
and whose you are? Child, baby, let me tell you, you then become a target for the enemy because he he know he lost but if he can just bring people down with him and that's what he wants he wants you to be oblivious he wants you to not have the desire to learn who God is and grow in him and figure out who you are because if you never know who you are, then you never fulfill your purpose. And if your purpose isn't fulfilled and manifested in the earth, then the enemy won. I think about it like Jesus' purpose was to die on the cross. And there were so many times where the enemy tried to deter him from that when he tempted him. And, and then even he thought that killing him would stop his purpose. But... It actually furthered and propelled his purpose. And that's like the definition, like the depiction of when God says he'll turn everything around and work it for your good. Like there's literally nothing that you can go through, nothing that you can experience or do even that God won't use. Absolutely nothing. Even when the enemy think he got you bound and chained up, think because he can never actually have us bound and chained up what he does is he convinces us that we're bound and chained up because if he can get us to convince ourselves that we're bound and chained up in our minds he doesn't even have to he doesn't even he doesn't even have the authority to touch us so he gets us to chain ourselves with the the lies that he tells us that god won't use us or we're here just to be here. There's there's no purpose. Like, I really, real life, like, if I can be 100%, 100%, like, I really, for a second in my life, like, not a second, obviously, but for some, some a good portion of my life, I really believed, like, I was one of those, those people, like, God was like, oops, like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to put you here, like, oops and I really I really did believe that but the more I pray the more I ask God to search my heart the more I ask him to reveal himself to me the more I ask him to show me who I am and the more I ask him to reveal what his purpose was for me why he created me why he placed me on this earth the more I realized that I wasn't a mistake the more I realized that there's so much for me to do on the earth and I don't have time to be having these little pity parties and and crying over these little mountains that these little things that I think are mountains and really they just they just stepping stones for God and I just really feel like it's important to get to a place where prayer is first especially in the world that we live in today like it's so easy to look at you know our our environment our situation and society and to say I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying but nothing is nothing is changing nothing is happening but it's just like you can't always see what God is doing sometimes because he doesn't want you to and also sometimes because it's small and even when 
even when he's not doing anything, that's still on purpose. Like, it's never, there's nothing that God does that's a mistake. There's nothing that God does that's not for for a reason. And it's so easy to get discouraged when you're praying and you're waiting and you're fasting and you're doing everything, you know, spending the time in, in your word and dedicating time for devotion, everything that you know that you're supposed to be doing. But yet your situation isn't changing. You still don't have that job. You still don't have that car that you want. You're still not where you want to be in life. And to just wonder, like, does he even hear me? Like, does prayer even still work? And yes, prayer, I believe, will always work because God is alive and God is real. And prayer is how we communicate everything to him it's how we tell him where we currently are it's how we tell him we're frustrated it's how we tell him we're upset it's how we tell him we're sad or we're discouraged that's how we verbalize what we need from him and what we desire but if you never verbalize it it's just like okay I know it but you gotta speak it like there's power in 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 what you say like the bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue did you know that it was on a word that god created the earth that he formed the ocean just on a word and his word is so powerful that we see it even today Like when he said, let there be light and then let there be darkness. When he created the stars, the moon and the sun, they still stay where he told them to stay. And if he tells us that there is power, that life and death lies in the power of the tongue, life and death lie in the power of the tongue. Like speak the things that aren't as if, I'll be messing up. Basically, say what you want and it'll manifest. And the thing is, you really need to be careful because sometimes we'd be saying things that we don't want, things that we don't desire. But because the word will accomplish what it was set out for. So if you setting out negative words, best believe you're going to have negative manifestation. So if you want to be prosperous, to be wealthy, to be this and that whatever it is speak it just speak it that's why prayer and communication is so important because the enemy knows that the enemy knows as soon as she starts saying god i want to be confident god i want to be bold in in my my calling for my life as soon as as soon as you say that the enemy knows that the angels catch it and send it out and it manifests, and it flourishes, and it grows, and it accomplishes what you set it out for. You got to be careful what you say, and you got to make sure that you're praying, that you're releasing, I guess, everything on God. And he says that, like, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Like, why wouldn't we want to do that? Like, if 
if there could be a place where you could talk to somebody and you know that they would have you ever let me say it this way have you ever talked to somebody and you're going through something and you're communicating with them and you can feel that they care about what you're saying that they care about your your hurt and your pain like genuinely and the relief that comes from that that's God every time we talk to him he will never let us down he will never let us go and he's always there arms wide open just waiting for us to return just waiting for us to to say something say hi it doesn't have to be a long prayer just say god thank you for waking me up today and i love you that's a beautiful prayer right there i want to pray for you God, thank you for this opportunity, this privilege to be able to talk to you. Thank you for being a God who listens to our prayers and answers them. Thank you for being a God who takes the time to let us learn who he is so that we learn who we are. Thank you for being a God of patience, our Prince of Peace, our Lord and the King of Kings. God, I want to thank you for every person that you have placed in our lives. And I ask that whatever it is that you have invested in us, whatever it is that you have given us, whatever assignment that you are asking that we do, Lord God, I pray that we go back to you on the instructions on what you want us to do and how you want us to do and that we follow these instructions to the T so that we are as effective Lord God, and as influential as you purposed in your mind for us to be. Be with us in your matchless son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.